Hi everyone, I'm Christina Burnett, your host for the It's Natural podcast. And welcome back to today's episode. I thought it would be a great way to get to know each other better since we are so new. I would answer your guys's Ask Me Anything. And I went over to Instagram and we usually do a weekly Ask Me Anything. And I pulled a few of those questions and I thought I would get to answer them here. That'd be fun way to get to know each other more fully since we're so new. I would answer your guys's questions. And that way I can offer you guys resources, tips, tricks, little bit of hacks here and there. And that way you also get to know me a little bit in the way I answer your guys' questions. So I thought that would be fun. And personally, I always like these because again, in getting to know somebody, I think you get to know their personality when they're off script answering your question, or you just get to see a new way in doing maybe a day-to-day task that you would have normally not thought of. And I just love that. Before we get into answering your guys's questions, I would love to ask you guys to please rate and review this podcast as we are still new and it means so much to our growth and getting out to a wider audience to hear your guys's feedback. And in your guys's review, I would appreciate it too. If you wanted to add in any guests you would like to see, any topics you would like to hear more further about. And as I read them all the time, I would love to add your ideas onto list I already have for this podcast to include you guys in the show by reading your guys's feedback. So I'll probably be doing that in the next coming weeks. So let's get in today's episode. So for these questions that I chose from Instagram, I didn't go into them too in depth, but I did loosely, loosely read them. That way, just for a subject matter, I'm not repeating myself and going over the same topic over and over again. So I did try to pull ones that had different topics and subject matter. And I thought this first one was great just because I know so many have been dealing with this and I have done it in the last couple of years. It's just moved and struggling. Tips on building routine and changing mindset. Like, no, even if you are choosing to do the move, it's always hard to sometimes get out of your comfort zone. And especially with a move, there's so many cogs in the wheel and there's always so many moving parts to keep track of. So I find it is always a stressful, a little bit of a stressful time period. And there's always some discomfort getting out of your comfort zone. So to allow yourself to process that, especially if you haven't chosen the move or the location, or maybe it wasn't your preference where you're living now currently, but allow your feelings to come up, even if they might not be feel or seem logical, but to allow them to just flow and allow them to be. You don't have to judge them. You don't have to necessarily do anything with them. But I think when we try to suppress, then we aren't able to be present and to move forward in what you said is a new location for you. I think it can be hard to refocus if you aren't sure or you're suppressing your emotions. So to allow this to bubble forth, and then when you are ready to set a routine and you have, when you've settled into your new place and have done all the unpacking and organizing to focus on how you do want to feel. 
And I think it's helpful to do a little journaling practice or make a little note daily, whether that's on your phone or paper. I think paper is a little more therapeutic in a way and allows you to be a little more present, but either way, I think is beneficial. And to jot down the little things that spark that joy and spark the little happiness. And I'm not talking about huge things like, especially not material objects, but just the little moments throughout your day that boost your mood. Maybe it's a song, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's a book, maybe it's a, maybe it's going, getting outside, going for that walk, going to explore your town and to find new coffee shops that you like, or maybe it's that, you know, cup of tea that you love that just sets the tone for your day. Maybe it's an exercise um, class that you appreciate. Just start jotting down just these little things that just bring you back to yourself and little aspects of joy, and then start incorporating those back into your routine. And I'm doing air quotes routine because you said you don't have one set. And then just expand upon that. So what is your focus for this new location? How do you want to feel? How do you want to go about your day? And start focusing on things that lead up to those little steps and towards your goal. And also with the routine, it might not be like your old routine and that's okay. And sometimes that's a good shakeup to completely, to reinvent a momentum in your life and to, to be fully present and to be fully you. Unfortunately, you might be moving away from older friends or in relatives that you might have had near your old location, but this is a time to maybe get to know you a little bit more and to date yourself a little bit more and to refocus on you and who you are and where you're wanting to head. And then in changing mindset, again, I think our mindset is so at times can be a little more fragile, especially if we're feeling emotionally fragile. So is there a playlist of songs that you can make? Is there a person that you, a friend, a family member that you can call and get a little bit rejuvenated from that conversation? So, and again, I always come back to this and especially just with, I'm sure I'll reference this again, but just there's so many articles and journals now, the importance of not only getting proper sunshine, but getting outside, how good it is for our mental health and our physical health, and then also helping us maintain our circadian rhythm, which can be thrown off with a move. So get outdoors, get find new events that excite you, um, look at new local events, and also play a tourist. I find that helps too um, when in a new location, emotionally and physically and mentally process what you're going through and instead of being just maybe stuck inside which we've all been there, start creating that support system for yourself in your routine by creating a practice where you're tapping in, whether that is journaling, whether that's just a gratitude list or um, a meditation practice. And you can also add in to exercise of your choice into this routine. And then I think this will all come together. And eventually with a little bit of time, You'll get settled in and I hope wish you the best on your move. And our second 
question is a little bit on the same topic. I won't dwell on it too much, but it's moving soon. Tips for reducing stress and handling the emotional bits. Kind of like what I had previously stated for our first question. I think handling the emotional bits, allow yourself to feel whatever you're feeling. Allow it to come up even if that's not your normal. And usually that's personally not my normal, but the more we suppress our emotions, the more it plays out and actually stunts us, um, whether that's mentally, physically, um, in our day to day, I feel it just robs us of time. On the other hand, when we allow ourselves to experience the full spectrum of emotion that we're going through, whether we feel if it's logical or not, allow it to come and to flow. And I don't know, I'm just getting an image in my head as I'm saying this, as the tide, the tide comes in, it goes out. It's nothing's permanent. These emotions aren't you. They're not going to be there forever but to allow them to flow, allow yourself to mourn. And then on the other hand, allow yourself to be excited and to start planning for the new adventures in your new location. Then I'm actually going in reverse with this question. Then the tips for the first half were tips for reducing stress. I think we've all been there. Um, I'm kind of chuckling because just thinking of my own moving experiences, but moving stressful, it always just comes down. I feel like to the last moments, the last hours, even if you have movers, there's just always the last moments until everything's done. And then you could have a sigh of relief and go out for pizza and relax in your new place with all your boxes surrounding you. However, to reduce some of the stress, I think planning is helpful. So if you can go to your new home, if it's not too far away and start um, seeing and measuring what drawers, what closets, what pantries you might have, what storage there is in the newer place. And that way you can um, start mentally, or even if you get a spreadsheet and start organizing what you already have, that way these boxes, when you move, can go straight to the room, the closet, the pantry in your new home, and then it's less sorting. I think also my other tip is getting as detailed as possible with the labeling on your box and saying exactly what's in it. So labeling exactly what's in the box and what room it needs to go to, but being as detailed as possible when you're writing and labeling on the box, I find to be helpful. And also if you have, whether it's movers or family and friends who got somehow roped into helping you move, it's less guesswork on their end to as to where the box needs to go. And then I think this tip is also helpful. On the other hand, if you're going to doing a big move and having to use like storage containers or, you know, having to have multiple moving trucks to move your stuff cross country or cross state or wherever, again, the details on the box, I think are everything. And that really can help you with the sorting out later to go a little bit faster. And now from our sponsor, let's talk about something that's been trending lately, but not all of us like to talk about gut health. If you're like me, you might be looking for a probiotic to help support digestion and your gut health. And it can be a struggle to find a probiotic that works for you. 
especially if you don't like taking pills or have specific dietary restrictions. So I'd love to share with you my favorite probiotic, Mary Ruth's Organic Liquid Probiotic. Not only is this probiotic USDA certified organic and vegan, but it's easy to take flavorless liquid that can be mixed into water, your morning smoothie, or even take it on its own. It seriously tastes like nothing. Mary Ruth's organic liquid probiotic is formulated with 12 vegan probiotic strains to support a healthy microbiome, which is important to promote gut lining health to help support a robust immune system. For a limited time, just for my listeners, you can get one organic liquid probiotic two ounce for free. Just visit maryruthorganics.com and enter code evergreen20. Again, that's maryruthorganics.com and enter code evergreen20, E-V-E-R-G-R-E-E-N 20. I hope you enjoy this probiotic like I have. Okay, done with the moving questions. So for question number three, we're going with a completely different topic, which I'm I'm laughing about because it's so random and I organized this list. So I guess I, maybe there's some genius behind the madness, but for the third question is if you were to start a health journey, what would be the first step to take? Well, there's so many directions I could go in with this direct with this question, um, especially man, the first step, I'm definitely going to have to probably go outside of just one step. But I think to start off, I think it's kind of what I was actually talking about. The first moving question is having a mindful practice, I think is so important to check in with ourselves and being in the wellness space and seeing how many great products there are out there, but it, it can be we can get inundated when you start looking. There are so many new wellness tools, practices, supplements, um, you name it, that run the full gamut that are out right now. And I think with so much information coming from different friends, influencers, people start doing the Google search when you, it can be almost intimidating and overwhelming to know where to start. And in the wellness space, there is so much innovation going on, but it can be hard to wade through it and know what is not just a fad, what is not just filling up white space, what is actually a product that applies to you. So that brings me back to having a practice, a mindful practice. And right now I'm thinking of a good solid first practice would be um, doing a mindful meditation. It's usually called, sometimes it's called like a self-love meditation. Sometimes it's called a body scan meditation. And you can find these, I'm sure, on YouTube for free. There's great ones. But the point in the heart of these practices are just scanning your body, literally starting from your head or your toes and literally go up each part. Where are you feeling a little bit like you need support, whether that's emotional, whether that's physical, whether that's energetic, where are you needing support? Where are you holding on to maybe an issue? Where are you holding on to tension? Where are you physically holding on to stress an ache, pain, but literally go through your body. Not only is this a great way to check in with yourself and what you're needing and what your needs are, 
it's also a great way to see what your jumping off point might be. And there might be um, an issue as you're doing the scan, you know, this part of your body might be bothering you more or your stomach and digestion might be bothering you more, or maybe emotionally you're just feeling depleted. And instead of just first heading out and buying the nudist product or a gadget or yeah, there's just a lot out there and it can be overwhelming. And unfortunately, a lot of these products are just based on consumption and that consumer market and not necessarily the health aspect or the wellness aspect. So starting off where you need help is a great way to narrow down the direction you need to go to. I think that's a great first step doing the mindful practice, mindfully scanning what you need, where you need to start at. And then seconds, getting a blood panel done. I know there's at home test, but also going into your doctor asking for, I think a CBC and a typical blood panel. That way, you know, where you're jumping off from finding out what you might be deficient in, maybe find out where you might be storing, um, different heavy metals, different, um, maybe you're too high in certain areas, maybe cholesterol wise, but just to get a baseline of where you and your health are, I think is a great starting point. And then again, whether it's with your doctor, with your naturopath, whoever you're finding support with, um, you can base it off those numbers and how you're feeling instead of going after some fad and fad diets or wellness trends that might not be here in a couple months or our next season, you're getting the support you need and getting the test you need. And unfortunately, I know for some, the blood test and the blood work will have to come out of pockets. This is where maybe that at-home test might be a great option. They might be cheaper or a little more feasible. Getting your baseline and where you need to start and where your body needs support because you're not just buying this product and this fad and wasting your money in that way. So if you're starting your health journey, I tuning into mentally, emotionally, where you're feeling your needing support. And then second, get the blood panel and then support yourself there. So for our next question, what vitamins and minerals would you recommend? So like I touched upon with a previous question, I think it's important to know your needs. So again, a blood test or at home test is a great way to get this baseline. Yeah, I believe we all need support due to diet, depleted soil, um, which new articles are coming out in journals. I feel like every few months about this topic and how it's wreaking havoc on our food and has been wreaking havoc on our food. Um, just heavy metals we're exposed to, other toxins, air pollution, polluted water. All this takes a toll on our body along with the normal emotional, mental, um, physical stressors that we might be dealing with. All of this makes a compounded issue. And another level to this, I think is sadly, depending on our location, we can also be exposed to varying levels of toxins. So as I'm not a doctor, it's great to check with your doctor and have a good conversation with your medical provider about the support your body needs. However, just from my own experience and what I've read, I think a, in general, a great quality multivitamin is a great option. 
So I thought I would list out a few more general vitamins and minerals that many of us are lacking. This is a spectrum because unfortunately, especially in the United States, a lot of us are depleted of vitamins and minerals. Even if we think we're eating healthier, our bodies are being taxed by what is in our environments. And I looked up the overall few of the journals, what they were specifying and the trend that many are lacking in the United States. So I know that can vary. So this is for vitamins and minerals. I did specify the United States because unfortunately it does vary. I don't know. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it does vary by country to country. And the general vitamins and minerals that we are lacking are iron, iodine, vitamin D, B12, calcium, magnesium, vitamin A. When we're looking for a vitamin and mineral to take, again, it's important to do research because not all of these are made alike. So the specific like of B12, not all B12s are made the same way, just as all vitamins are not made the same way. That is not as bioidentical for our bodies to recognize and to assimilate. So it is important to see like, for example, like B12, not all B12s are made the same way. So it's important to look at what type you're taking, but your label is always going to be your best front and whether it is a vitamin or your food. So I did mention earlier, Mary Ruth Organics, this particular brand I've been using for over, I don't know, 10 years for myself and for my family. And I've always loved their products. Again, especially with the liquid vitamin that's made for the whole family. They have been very thoughtful of what they put in it, but also they were very mindful of making it great tasting. That way your kiddos won't have a problem with it. Um, for the last couple of years, I've used a few of their products, but I'm um, Symbiotica. Um, and I get, I know too, this brand is also expanding their range of vitamins, just like Mary Ruth Organics. And I've really appreciated their magnesium, their magnesium and their adrenal support formula. And I've used a few of their other formulas. Um, oh, and the, um, I'm forgetting about it right now. It's the, I believe it's, I don't know. Sorry. I'll have to look it up and I'll put in the show notes, but, um, I do like that brand too. And I've been exploring more of their different formulas as they come out too. And I've actually loved them all. So I don't have anything. I've only have good things to say about that brand. Another good quality vitamin is, um, rituals multivitamin. I know that's a good quality one. I've taken that one. I, but those are a few brands that I know make good quality products. And also I've worked with a naturopath and um, have gotten recommendations from her own um, vitamins that she makes in-house, or I even know traditional Chinese medicine doctors who make their own vitamins and herbs. That's another aspect to also check out when getting support on what vitamins you might need. And again, I can link these all in the show notes. So just to summarize a little bit, um, what vitamins and minerals would you recommend Again, knowing your baseline is key and a great starting off point. Again, so you don't waste your money on just buying supplements um, that you might not even be needing at the time. And then get quality vitamins, read the ingredient labels. That is key. 
And even if you see, again, I'm going to use it as an example, but B12 and then parentheses, you'll usually see the strain or type of B12 that they're using to Google that or to look it up however you would like. And that way you can find out how bioavailable it is to you and if it's the best type of that vitamin and mineral that you should be taking but also to look for if they have dyes and colors and a lot of synthetic ingredients, especially when you get to the bottom and it just says, um, usually just an ingredient has tons of sugar and tons of additives. That is kind of key to the quality of your vitamins and minerals overall. They're probably not going to be the greatest. So the next one I got was um, more affirmations. And I thought this was great. And <laughs> So now I'm going to sound like a broken record, but again, in your reviews, I was thinking of this because we are so fresh with this podcast, still getting ideas and, but in the reviews or even on our social on it's natural podcast or at evergreen living to DM us or go to our latest post and write in the comments. Would you guys like episodes that are just dedicated to guided meditations or episodes that are more pump me up, um, episodes that are quick snippets of just affirmations to get your day, your morning started, or on the other spectrum, maybe ones to help you relax and to go to sleep and get better sleep. So feel free to comment in um, on our social or in our reviews. Let us know if that would be something of interest to you. Our next question is how to snap out of it when you start negative self-talk about your body. I just want to go do a big oof. This one, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to blur it out, but it's not going to be an overnight situation, especially since a lot of this negative self-taught we have learned or have had as an example around us. And it's a usually a learned activity, unfortunately. So be patient with yourself and to know that you're not alone in your feelings and you're not alone in your issue. But a tip I found that was helpful actually a couple of years ago, and sometimes I actually still need to use it. And this might not be a traditional tip about self-love that you might hear. So I don't know, it might be helpful to some because this is, I think this is a problem that faces many, especially women, but men too. And I think it can run the gamut of severity. However, to be mindful and don't roll your eyes yet, just yet, but when thoughts and these negative thoughts start to arise, start labeling it. And I would also think of maybe start thinking of the bitchiest person or that frat boy or just somebody who's just opinion you would not care about or do not respect or someone just that would make you smile or laugh, like roll your eyes out and give this person a name. And I think this helps give you some objectivity to this mindset. And it also helps you to see it from an outside perspective. I don't know why, but right now I'm just thinking of the name. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking the name Tiffany and Brad. So just think when you start this, oh, there goes that Tiffany again. 
there she goes always being negative up oh, tiffany always has something to say there's there goes that peanut gallery again there's that bullshit brad's bringing so start labeling the self-talk and i think it would help give you some perspective and not go down the rabbit hole as deep as you might and not do that spiral because again really picture somebody that's goofy or someone who's so annoying or someone who's just the biggest bitch, like someone whose opinion you would just never respect, or you could care less about label that as the person that does this self-hatred talk. And again, I think it's important to give objectivity and especially when we're not feeling emotionally or mentally our best or supported. I think this little trick can help some people. Again, it's not a magic wand but I think it might start helping you. I think, and yeah, it's helpful to sometimes get that third person perspective and and to have a little bit of a laugh about it and to laugh at ourselves and laugh about the situation because I know how deep seated and deep rooted and sometimes very dark these feelings can be. Again, you're not alone in that. And it's also never too late And there are so many different options now, but therapy is a great tool when starting out on your journey of wanting to change this. And I think you just identifying that you want to snap out of this negative self-talk is a great stepping point. So to seek a therapist, to seek a psychologist or a psychiatrist, whoever's in your region to get your help and support that you need and that you deserve. And again, this internal dialogue that you might be having and start labeling it as, as I said, a person also start labeling what is usually going on. Is there a trigger? Is it a time of day, a time of the month? Is it a time, you know, a situation you've been in that puts you into this? And start labeling those things that might make you feel a little bit lower or make you open that door to that self-sabotage talk. And again, that's something deeper that you can go into with your therapist. But I think that is a good note to be making when you go into your therapist and that way you can into the work that needs to be done a little more easily and you're already starting the process on your own. So I hope that helps sending you a virtual hug. So for the next question, it's kind of along the same, same lines, but a little bit different. So I think some of the things I said could apply to both, but so I won't spend too much time on it, but how to get out of negative thinking patterns. Again, you're not alone in this. We've all been, but I think bringing that self-awareness into what's behind these thinking patterns and when it appears, the people, the settings that set it off, maybe it's a particular aspect of social media, um, a coworker starts being aware of what your triggers are. So knowing what your triggers are, Life happens, so you might not be able to completely avoid them, but this way, at least you can prepare yourself. You know how to support yourself when around these people or settings or whatever your trigger might be. And I think another factor into actually both questions, negative self-talk and um, the negative self-talk about your body is also when you're feeling depleted. So are you also 
tired, sometimes hungry? Are you mentally drained? Are you emotionally drained? Are you spiritually drained? Whatever it is that when you're depleted too, and you're not building up your routine or doing what supports you mentally, physically, emotionally, soulfully, you, and you're coming to a situation where you're depleted, that's where it kind of can get louder and it can be not as easy to have the logical or not let it to implode on itself and do that downward spiral of thinking. So to make sure that you are, have great blood sugar, you're supporting yourself with eating, um, the contents you are consuming, is it building you up? Is it mentally building you up? How are you feeling during it? Are you, is your cortisol high because it's stressing you out? Start taking in notice of what you're consuming, how, and what ways you need support. And when you are supported in that, and then this way you can look into various mindset strategies, like the fixed mindset or a growth mindsets. Like for example, I never get this right, or I'm still learning this and I'm continually learning as I go through this process, the different ways that we can switch up how we talk to ourselves. Different mindset is abundance versus scarcity or just looking for the gratitude in things like how cozy your bed was in the morning and oh, a great walk on your way to work or that great cup of coffee this morning, just two full of those little sentences that you have throughout your day. And to bring those up as a way to give gratitude can help that scarcity mindset. Oh, there's never enough, or I never get this, or just again, the overall general negative self-talk that we have all done. And sometimes we do need a break. So getting outside, getting fresh air, getting a new perspective, talking to someone different outside of maybe, maybe it could be a friend group that is your feeling is toxic or is always having negative talk. Maybe talks to someone outside of that friend group that can help give you a different perspective, um, or can talk about a completely different subject matter, which can help shift your mindset. It's great. I love a great audiobook playlist or a, a music playlist that you can help shift your mind. I think just having these little tools, especially when we do always have our devices usually on us, unfortunately, unfortunately, we're we can build these structures and ways to support ourselves in a very easy manner. So that so if you know you have certain patterns to identify them, find ways to support yourself. And then that way, you always have those tools in your back pockets. So I hope I answered that question fully. Um, so the next one is, what's the difference between... Sorry, I should also say we're switching gears here. <laughs> What's the difference between a serum and an essence? Okay. And then they also wanted, I was like, what is it? Okay. And they would also like a skin care terms guide. That would be a good one. Okay. Um, so I think I'll start off with essences. Essences I know got popular, especially when the K-beauty trends, skincare trends were really starting off in the United States a couple years ago. I think they're the ones that brought us the term and the products of essence. I can't really think of anything that's a product that was before then, but I do love an essence, especially someone who has 
drier to sensitive skin with an essence they are structured so that their molecules are smaller and they're able to penetrate more deeply and offer our skin more moisture and their molecules are smaller than a traditional moisturizer their molecules are smaller than a traditional moisturizer or um, face lotion so once you put it on it can penetrate deeply into the skin helping your overall hydration but then the products you use afterwards again hopefully it's another if you have the issue of dry skin Um, You can put another moisturizing product on top of it. And since it has penetrated more deeply, um, your product that you put on afterwards is more likely to also be giving your skin a moisturized glowing look, which was popular with K-Beauty. And then serums, while they can be hydrating, that's kind of a broader term. And so the serum itself can do a more wide variety of things. So with the essence and a serum, um, the essence I would just say is more moisturizing and more penetrative into your skin and can offer your support, especially if area like we are, um, where it's, I guess, heading into, I don't know, in California. So I guess it's heading into winter time where more people are likely to have drier skin, myself included. So the essence can help support that serums. It's, you would have to look at the label and there's such a wide variety of serums out there right now. So just depending on the label, that's what that serum is going to do. So serums can help depending on the label, a wide range of concerns. And normally if you're using both, you would put an essence on first and then a serum on top. So they can be a great duo, the serum essence. So I feel like I've been rambling on for quite a while now. So I thought I would finally wrap up with a last question for this Ask Me Anything episode. But first, I would like to thank you. I know my voice has been quite raspy. And hopefully I'm on the last leg of this cold that my kiddo was so nice to share with me. So I would like to thank you for lasting this long if you're still here. The last question I thought I would pick, and I always get a lot kind of variations of this questions. Do you provide a book list or current books that you're reading? So it is in my intro for a reason. I usually do, whether it's audio, um, ebooks, or I'm just physical books. I even go to the library a lot. I always have so many, like six to seven books on my nightstand is not an exaggeration for one. And two, I usually have like every device also has some form of a book too. So I love this question. And I thought I would go through quickly. I draw down a few books that I'm reading or actually, I think only one of them was an audio book. Um, yeah. So the first one I love and I couldn't recommend enough, it's Coltish by Amanda Montel. I love her perspective and how she points out how cults have been um, in our countries in the United States, modern history, and how she dives into them, but also how now it has steeped into um, marketing, our media, even the wellness space, fitness space and how it's kind of trickled out into these realms. And she does just such a good storytelling and telling different um, people's experience and diving into just these different cults. And it's just a really good book. So I can't recommend it enough. So another book that I'm loving right now is Think Again by Adam Grant. 
Um, I just love that concept that, you know, our thoughts are not always true and I can't do it justice. And that's funny too, like a character flaw, I guess of mine is I can never do justice to the books I read to describe them, especially the more impactful and um, transformative I find them, the less I can do justice to describe them. So think again by Adam Grant. I won't go into further detail because I won't do justice. Um, I'm also reading Essentialism by Greg McGowan. And then um, another book is Hormonal by Marty Hasselton. And then one that I'm listening to is The Mountain Is You by Brianna Weist. I'm just starting this book. Um, I know I've seen it and a lot of people have recommended it. So I I'm, sh- I'm getting into it. And sometimes with audiobooks, I don't know if you have had a similar experience, but I can sometimes never tell if it's the book I'm not connecting with or sometimes the person's narration of the book. So um, I don't know. I'm kind of dealing with that right now. But again, I just started it. So The Mountain Is You by Brianna Weist. I'm also reading The Most of Nora Ephron. And then another book I'm reading is On Adulting. Love this book. This is actually an ebook that I have on my um, Kindle and iPad. Again, I feel like this book is another timely book that many of us can relate to. Again, I will list these down below in the show notes with the author and the titles. But again, thank you to you for sticking around with this episode. And as always, everything that I've mentioned from will be linked down in the show notes. And I would also like to give a huge thank you to our episode sponsor, Mary Ruth Organics. Again, Mary Ruth Organics information will be listed in the show notes. But don't forget to grab your free probiotics. And that's with code EVERGREEN20. Again, that's E-V-E-R-G-R-E-E-N 20. And once more, that will be listed down below in the show notes. Thank you everyone for joining me and I hope to see you guys next week. Bye.